Eugene, you have a podcast that came out today about the Fed. <laughs> yeah, that would be a hard pivot from the Queen to the Fed. Although I, I guess- mean, I I did it with with Gerald Horn from from the Queen to NATO. Although you're right, it's harder. It's hard. What well, we're talking well, about? There's about money. Sort of, you know, non-democratic ruling class elite institutions that govern over us in ways that most people don't fully understand, but that often can be very consequential and that serve as, you know, important figureheads in a way. Like, I mean, the Federal Reserve in some senses is just sort of a a misdirection play. I mean, it really serves as this, you know, so-called independent institution that the White House and Congress have basically transferred most of the sort of macroeconomic management of the economy to. So you have this kind of quote-unquote independent. It's not independent. We can talk about that. It's really just Wall Street's, you know, line into the government. Um, But, you know, this so-called independent institution that is free from politics, quote-unquote, and all these other things. And so it makes its decisions to, I think, the average person who doesn't know that much about it um, seem to have some sort of sense of sort of And this is why I would say it's sort of royal in a way, sort of above the fray in that sense. Like it's sort of a representation of this like non-politicized, you know, caretaker sort of attitude towards the the economy. And then that ultimately becomes a major cover for the fact that everything that the Federal Reserve is doing is what Wall Street wants them to do. Um, And so I think that in some ways is a strong connection, is the sort of way these various institutions in our so-called democratic society that are sort of removed from real democratic control directly do actually play an important role in sort of the construction of the mythos that really underpins the system and the type of things that cause people to pay allegiance or to have to pay their allegiance to a system and continue to back it and to feel a part of it. Now, obviously, no one is looking at the Fed in the same way that they look at the Queen in terms of like, God save the Queen, blah, blah, blah. God save Janet Yellen. Right. Yeah. Uh, Current Treasury Secretary, which tells you something about the nature of it when you can be Treasury Secretary, Council of the head of the Council of Economic Advisors for the President, and the head of the Federal Reserve, all in like 20 years' time. Like, what an elite one percent club it is on so many different levels. But you know, the Fed is getting ready to do a big rate hike of interest rates. Uh, The rate hike obviously is potentially going to be bad for the economy. Uh, Certainly, could make it worse. And so, why are they doing this? They say it's to cool inflation. Inflation's already been cooling for two months. There's a lot of other indicators that could be going down. It's also the fact that the most or the biggest driver, I should say, of inflation is actually corporations rising their profits to keep their profit rates high. So really the most effective thing would be taxing the rich. So like, why is it that the Fed is deciding to risk a deeper recession, is willing to risk higher unemployment, uh, is willing to risk, you know, businesses failing and all these other things when quite frankly, at least, you know, maybe they could at least wait a couple weeks and see what happens this month um, before they do something of that great consequence. Well, it really is. It's a class warfare mechanism because realistically inducing these sorts of recessions, it raises unemployment which means workers are going to be competing with one another, which means wages and working standards are going to go down. Um, and that also certainly means that it's good for capitalists. And even though some businesses fail, the ones that don't fail are able to buy up all those businesses, which means overall they're going to get bigger and grow and make even more money. And at the end of the day, it means that you can address the issue of inflation without really the richest people having to take any significant hit like they would with higher taxes, like they would with price controls, like they would with other forms of, of addressing these issues that are more to the point of what's actually causing inflation, but that obviously put the burden more on the people who created the crisis in the first place. 
the ultra-rich, but they control the government, so why would they do that? But when it's through the agency of the Fed, it looks different. Like, if it was Joe Biden or Donald Trump or whoever, then the other political party would be saying, oh, they're trying to destroy the working class of America, blah, 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 blah. But when it's in the Fed, then they both, and both parties do agree with this, they can both collude on Wall Street's agenda and basically blame the Fed, so that way they don't actually have to take the responsibility. There's a great book. I actually have the book right next to me, Katie, and I will hold it up for people. And the cover's fucked up, so sorry. And I'll take out my fake book. But it's The the Secrets of the Temple hmm. by Will Grider. Um, it's an amazing book. Oh, Will Grider, yeah. He's R.I.P., right? I believe he died. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a, it's a thick book, you can see. But I can tell you, it's a great read. It's really well written. Um, and I think everyone needs to read it to understand the way that the Federal Reserve really is how Wall Street controls the economy and how both political parties both uh, houses of Congress and the White House since 1913 have colluded to give it this power so that they actually do not have to take the responsibility for the anti-working class pro-Wall Street policies that they're promoting. So, you know, I, I think it really is a, is a huge myth-making reality um, in terms of what goes on with the economy and the way it has this independence, which is totally fake, uh, you know, is, is, is important for us to understand. But it, it's really, I think, pernicious what could be happening over the next few months. I mean, let's hope it does doesn't happen. But just to give people a sense, and I said this in the podcast, you know, when you hear about the Fed, you hear all these random numbers. So everyone's probably reading who's paying attention to this. Well, they're going to raise rates, you know, two thirds of a percent, 0.75%. What does that mean? It's basically $75 per every $10,000 of debt. What this raises is something called the federal funds rate, which is at 2.5% now. It'll go up to 3.25%. So that means that what the Fed is doing by raising the interest rates is think about all your debts. They're adding $325 in interest per every $10,000 in debt you have. So if you have student debt, if you have mortgages, if you have car loans, if you have a lot of credit card debt, just imagine. And in fact, if you have any of those things, you don't have to imagine because every month you pay the bill, you already see that it's getting worse and worse and worse, 50, 60, 70, 80, hundred dollars you know, increases for people. I mean, sometimes it's a little less than that. That's actually what they're doing. So obviously on multiple levels, they are putting the burden on you rather than doing the thing. 54 cents out of every dollar of inflation is actually attributable to profits. But rather than tax the rich, they're going to crash the economy, drive up unemployment, increase the cost of all your debts, just so Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and, you know, Betsy DeVos and Eric Trump and Donald Trump and Ivanka Trump and Bill Clinton and every other rich person you could possibly think of on earth doesn't have to suffer at all. So that's what's really happening under the cover of the so-called independence of the central bank.